Jalen Catalan commits to Texas, and are we sure the Longhorns are ready for the SEC? Because, uh... You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Get the applicants you need faster and for free at LinkedIn Jobs. Joining me today, host of Locked on Razorbacks, John Neighbors, here to talk about Jalen Catalan, the three or four year safety at the University of Arkansas has transferred to the University of Texas. And who better to talk about Jalen Catalan today than somebody who watched every snap he took at the University of Arkansas. John, what do you like about Jalen Catalan and what do you believe the Longhorns are getting in the safety for Mansfield legacy? Well, I mean, the thing about Jalen Catalan is that he is a guy that is without a doubt worth when he's healthy, the all American status that he got preseason this past year, the year before. And uh, he's hard hitting. He's not a very tall safety. You know, that's what I know. A lot of people will look and see his size because he's only about five, nine, five, ten. But he hits hard, and he is a guy that anytime he's on the field, the opposing offenses are going to have to know about it and uh, be protective of it. So he's just a good all-around safety, and he's also a really good team leader, very vocal. The entire team very much respects him, uh, not only defensively but offensively as well. So whoever was going to end up getting Jalen Catalan was going to get a huge get and be have a phenomenal player, all assuming he stays healthy, and Texas definitely got them a really good one. What do you think went into his decision to transfer from the University of Arkansas? I mean, that's that's kind of the question for almost all these transfers. It seems like, you know, like <laughs> the decision and all that. My my guess is like there's a lot of things that played into it. Uh, Sam Pittman actually came out in a press conference after it was announced that Jalen Catalan was entering into the transfer portal that he believes he just wanted a fresh start. He had uh, been at Arkansas for four years and in his last two seasons, he got hurt in the beginning part of the year, was out for the year, and then this past year got hurt in the very first game of the season and was out for the year. So you're talking about two separate season-ending injuries that he had over the past two seasons, and he wanted just to have a fresh start. That's what Sam Pittman said. Uh, I would believe, just like so many of these other things, especially with players like that, I think maybe uh, some type of uh, NIL type of deal was was kind of in place, whether it was, I'm not saying with Texas specifically, but I think that Going into the portal, it's kind of just seeing, all right, who are my suitors? What what kind of is my value here and, and everything? So I think it may have been a little mixed of all of that together. And uh, for uh, for Jalen Catalan to be moving on to Texas, it's it makes sense. I mean, he's a great player. And obviously, he's got a lot of connections to different schools that he was visiting and attending. But uh, I think that it's more just uh, he, needing, he needing to try something different after being out for two years at Arkansas. Yeah, like I said, you've watched every snap that Jalen Catalan took at the University of Arkansas. Do you have a favorite play or favorite moment from him that comes to mind? Oh, man, there's a lot of them. Uh, But I would say probably the Georgia game in 2020, actually in COVID year, where Arkansas was given the great, great uh, benefits and honor of playing 10 straight SEC games where Georgia and Florida got added to their already tough schedule. And Arkansas opened up in Sam Pittman's first year against against Georgia. Uh, and it was at home. And Catalan had uh, a lot of great plays, hard hits too. I mean, just like ones that are, are bone-chilling type of hits. And I think that that was really where he was establishing himself, that he can go up against anybody 
in college football. But I also loved uh, the fact against Ole Miss later that year and when uh, when Lane Kiffin and Matt Corral came to town, uh, Matt Corral threw six interceptions in that game. And uh, Jalen Catalan was a recipient of one of them, and it was a pick six where it was just a great break on the ball. Uh, Matt Corral didn't even see him, and he just steps right in front of the receiver without t- breaking stride, just sprints all the way to the end zone for a pick six. So he he's just a good – he's got a great – head on his shoulders when it comes to understanding football and being able to be a ball hawking safety while also being hard hitting too. Uh, he's a guy that immediately makes your team better. Again, all assuming he's healthy because I mean, being gone for two years and uh, you know, having two season ending injuries always makes you a little bit gun shy, no matter who it is. But if he's healthy, uh, he's going to be making a lot of plays like that for Texas. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, what he can do if he's fully healthy if he's fully healthy next year, what are your expectations for him at the University of Texas? I mean, I think that he will be, I mean, all Big 12, maybe even All-American, just kind of depending on what it is. If, he, if he's healthy and he's still the same player that we saw at Arkansas in his freshman and sophomore years, there's no reason for me to believe that he can't go into Texas and, and do similar things. Uh, he's going to be a guy that uh, not only makes the defense better overall and, and with his leadership and experience, especially from playing in the SEC, but he's also going to be a player that, like I said earlier, offenses are going to have to game plan around. When he's out there on the field, they're going to have to make uh, adjustments. And that was one of the things that really hurt Arkansas so much defensively. Their pass defense was really, really bad this past year. Uh, injuries played a large part in that, and a large part was Jalen Catalan. Because when Arkansas was able to have uh, Catalan out there for the very first game against Cincinnati, they couldn't do anything in the passing game because they always had to adjust to where he was at but then you had, when he went out, Simeon Blair comes in, and it's just night and day difference, and that's really where the wheels started coming off for Arkansas's past defense. So I think if he's healthy for Texas, he'll be about as good of a safety as you could ever ask for in college football. Jalen Catalan filling a big need for the Longhorns at the safety position in the transfer portal. John, let them know where they can find you and all of your work. Yeah, just uh, if you uh, want to check out all things Razorbacks related, which I'm sure a lot of you Texas fans would love to hear all about that, uh, it's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Find it wherever podcasts are found. And uh, you can also check out, of course, uh, my social media accounts at Buzz John Neighbors. Very simple to find there, too. We also do a radio show uh, with 1037 The Buzz here in Arkansas. So all the Razorback content, uh, if you ever need it and if you ever want it, you know where to find me. That was John Neighbors telling us everything we need to know about Jalen Catalan, our Locked On Razorbacks host. Next, we're going to have a word from Built Bar. Then we're going to talk about, is Texas really ready for the SEC? Because Georgia just put it on TCU. Wow. (laughs) If you're hungry and you need a snack, looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. And I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built Bar, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, but now... 
You can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So what are you doing? Head to Walmart or Sam's Club right now or go to Built.com like you've been doing and get your favorite snacks. Built Bars, the best bars in the business with amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond covered in 100% real chocolate with only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Go get that right now. So on November 12th, I live in Houston, for people that don't know. On November 12th, I took a road trip up to Austin. That was the day that Texas played TCU. It was the biggest game of the year for Texas. And I just knew that Texas was going to end TCU's kind of miracle undefeated streak, right? Anthony Hill had just decommitted from Texas A&M. He was on the sidelines. We had all of the momentum, right? We had just beat Kansas State and uh, we controlled our own destiny to get to the Big 12 championship after a tumultuous season, I guess, up until that point where Quinn Ewers missing games and we had lost to Oklahoma State and we had lost to Texas Tech. But somehow, after all of that, we still controlled our own destiny to get to the Big 12 championship. So I took this road trip from Houston to Austin. I sat in 40 degree weather. I hate the cold waiting on Texas to beat TCU that day. And I watched the Texas team that could not score an offensive touchdown against TCU. The defense played really well outside of the 75-yard run to Kimbray Miller and the blown coverage to Quentin Johnston for the touchdown. The defense played really well, even gave us seven points on a Jade Barron fumble uh, recovery, return touchdown. But for the most part, TCU punched Texas in the mouth for 60 minutes, right? It At times, it didn't look like Texas belonged on the same field with TCU. We could not score an offensive touchdown against Sonny Dykes and this TCU team. And I just watched that same TCU team that Texas really had nothing for on November 12th. I saw it in person in the 40-degree weather. Lose 65-7 to in the national championship game. Stetson Bennett and the boys were getting standing ovations and curtain calls with 10 minutes left in the national championship. Georgia was up 45 and went for a fourth and five on these boys and converted it. They just strictly dominated them. So I ask if the team that was the best team in the Big 12 this year, I know Kansas State won the Big 12, but TCU was the best team in the Big 12 this year. A team that punched Texas in the mouth for 60 minutes and Texas never responded just lost 65 to seven in the national championship game to Georgia. And that's where we're headed. Texas has yet to dethrone the team that scored seven. And their next task is to dethrone the team that won 65 to seven and has the largest margin of victory ever in a national championship game. Is Texas really ready for the SEC? And I know we can point to the 2019 game against LSU where Texas more than held their own. And a lot of people say that that's maybe the greatest college football team ever. And we can point to 2018 where they beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl and Sam Ellinger screamed, we're back. Right? We can point to those two performances and say that when we've played SEC teams, we've more than held our own. We can kind of sweep under the rug the Arkansas game in 2021. We can explain that one away, right, even though we got ran off the field. But Texas 
is not going to the SEC to be a middle of the pack team. Like they're not going to the SEC just to be there. Texas is going to the SEC with hopes of winning the SEC. And on Monday night on national television, we all saw what it takes to be able to win the SEC. Because this Georgia team isn't going anywhere. And this looks like shades of 07 Nick Saban at Alabama, like the beginning of a dynasty. Because we know that this Georgia defense is going to be elite. That's not a question. But their offense just scored nine touchdowns and 65 points against TCU. That same 335 defense that has Sark and Quinn Ewers in hell. Stetson Bennett and that Georgia offense toyed with him for 60 minutes, scored 65 points, easily could have scored 70, 77 points. And so Texas is just worried about getting on the right track in their own conference. And Texas is just worried about getting over this hump of underachieving that they've been in for the last decade. We haven't even gotten to the point to where we can dominate the Big 12. And in a few years, we'll be in the SEC. And this version of Georgia you see will be the same, if not better. And the version we saw this year of Alabama, I believe, will be even better. Not to mention other teams in the SEC, they're going to continue to improve. LSU looked looked really good this year. Ole Miss is on the way up, right? Some other schools. So I ask... Is Texas ready for the SEC? Because like I said, we're not just going to the SEC to participate. We're going to the SEC with hopes of being one of the premier teams in the conference and winning conference championships. But Texas has yet to take care of business at home. And my fear is that if we can't take care of business in this Big 12, when the best team in this Big 12 just lost 65-7 to to the best team in the SEC, Texas can keep putting top five classes together. This coaching staff has gotten better in development, and the pieces are in place. This 2023 class is amazing. With all that being said, to knock off that Georgia team, and Kirby Smart that just beat TCU 65-7. to The same TCU that Texas couldn't do anything with for 60 minutes. <laughs> Even the most burnt orange diehard Kool-Aid drinkers got to admit, we got a long way to go, Longhorn Nation. A long way to go. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The offseason officially starts now. It's one thing Texas is amazing at. Hook them. Peace.